Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? It's January 25th. Sean Ross Sapp here. It's the Fightful post-WWE Raw show. And while there's not a ton to talk about on WWE Raw, I mean, maybe there's stuff we can talk about. This is a very, very big day in the wrestling world. I'll get the plugs out of the way. FightfulSelect.com for your exclusive news. Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. It's an awesome Twitch channel. Go check it out. We do watch-alongs. I do retro gameplay sometimes. Jeremy does booty pro wrestling over there. It's a lot of fun. Fightful Scraps. That's youtube.com slash Fightful Scraps this Sunday. We're going to get those watch hours up, and we're going to do two Royal Rumble watch-alongs, one for the Women's Royal Rumble, one for the Men's Royal Rumble. Please check it out. And, of course, facebook.com slash Fightful Online. Go check it out. I got an interview with Effie that dropped today. It stirred up some controversy. Did you see that, Denise? I saw it. I loved it. He said, Vince McMahon had three good ideas in the 80s, and we've given him a 30-year pass ever since and surrounded him with good people. I know that sounds a little bit clickbaity, and it was. But go check out the interview. It was fantastic, guys. I love that you're proud of your clickbait. You might as well be. I get accused of it so much that I'm like, you know what? Nah. I told him as the interview happened, when he said that, I was like, oh, that's that's the headline. I was like, you know, that's the headline. I'm telling you now that way you don't get caught off guard by it. He's doing all right. He's doing all right. But guys, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications, and please donate a super chat. The more super chats we get, um, the happier I am in general with my life. And David Dickers says, it's been my last super chat in a while. My contract will not be extended, so that sucks. I, I am very upset that the dickers will not be extended. Um, you know what, buddy? Reach out to me. We'll set something up. He says, at least the social security here is decent. We'll still watch everything except Raw itself because, oh, boy, <laughs> this wasn't a good show, Denise. No. By the way, Sean, you forgot to introduce me. I was just sitting here like a loser, I'm like sorry. waiting. I was like, when is Sean going to say hi? Welcome I'm to so excited. You know, was, I'm depressed now. I'm sorry. This is Denise Salcedo. <laughs> she, 
Denise no, Salcedo it's never is, anymore. It's too late. It's too late. I'm just a jobber on the show. Oh my god! I've been no names. I got zero entrance. Yeah, no like, entrance. I, you, we came back from commercial break, and bam! I was already in my gear, just waiting there like a loser. Your this face, was a squash match. Your faceplate was already over there, and it's like Denise Salcedo. You exactly. turn towards the camera, and you go, "Yeah, yeah." Pressing, Sean. Continue oh, on with this show. I, I, I know my place. I've been slotted on the Fightful roster. Thank well, you very listen, much. Denise, you didn't get a job or entrance. You just came out to my theme. Nerd Guru says SRS and DWO, best team in wrestling. Hard hard to doubt SRS and Denise as the best team in wrestling. Dude, you but- get the Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, Kevin Nash entrance. Man, I just get like squat over here. Oh, come on. Come on. Let's be real. You get the Triple H WrestleMania entrance. Yeah, but. Bro. I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's that bad. I think you're doing pretty good. But D'Lo Diggs says, first rumble in a long time. I don't know what will happen. I don't either. And I love it, Denise. You know, I, I don't know because I like the fact that we don't have a clear, concise, oh, this is who's going to win the Rumble, or these are my very, very strong four picks. I like that, but at the same time, it terrifies me because I'm like, oh my God, I really hope it's not like a terrible decision of someone who's going to win the Royal Rumble, someone that we're not going to be happy about. Although, I do have a feeling that that's not going to happen, but then again, it's wrestling and nobody's ever satisfied with, like, you know, the answer. Like, if 90% of the people are satisfied about something, like, 10% still are going to be very upset. So, who Nerd knows? Nerd Guru says you should do three costume changes tonight. And 33 Names Deegan says, hello, Denise. And I loved seeing Drew back. So, uh, as Evan Wright says, job niece squash Sado. Let's go ahead and Dude, get I even in. got the boring black generic gear. <laughs> you are my young lion right now, Denise. I was going to say that. I'm the young lion right now. You got to bring me the ice pack after the show and like I'm injured. I love it. I love it. So Drew McIntyre is back. I am very happy about that. This wasn't, I mean, it was him coming out and saying he was very happy. Miz and Morrison showed up and trolled him. And then Goldberg interrupted and said, you're next. This was very, very straightforward, Denise. I like the fact that it was short and sweet. I think that's how you have to do this whole thing with Goldberg. You've got to do short and sweet. It's the best formula that's going to work. And they did it this week. They didn't. I mean, after what we saw last week with all those, you know, silly stuff that we saw in the dirt sheet. I mean, that was terrible. This was the difference between that segment and today's opening Raw segment was really the difference between night and day. And I'm glad to see Drew McIntyre back. I'm glad that not only did he address the COVID situation, again he also gave us a little bit more um he talked about some symptoms that he had and I was actually like even though he's been very like honest on video talking about it I kind of wasn't expecting him to do it again this week but I'm glad that he did because hey like he's raising awareness about COVID and all of that stuff so I like the idea that they actually incorporated this into the segment um that's pretty much it I mean I'm just glad they kept it short and sweet they did keep it short and sweet as we mentioned Miz and Morrison were out there. Their act is wearing thin on me. It really, really is. And not like heel heat type stuff. I'm talking like. Go away heat. 
Yeah, it's it's got some real go away heat, and for two talented guys like that, that ain't good. They are really overexposing these guys. They're relying on them a little bit too much, but they're overexposing almost everybody. It's just mainly. Well, who would you say the hurt business? I mean, they they had Matt Riddle in three falls. They had the hurt business in three falls. They had the women do three damn matches. They had oh. Sheamus do two matches. They had Miz and Morrison do two matches and a, a, a segment. It it's bad. Like up and down this show. I'll just I'll just take a look. Women's match. Okay, Miz and Morrison in a bunch of segments. The women's catastrophe that happened. Three matches. Uh, Xavier Woods and Retribution, I like the promos. We're seeing the same thing with a little bit of alteration every single week. Sheamus in two matches, and he's been doing bangers, but Miz and Morrison overexposed here. About the only thing that isn't there is the AJ stuff that I'm really enjoying, but then you got Riddle. This is his eighth straight match against the Hurt Business, and Denise, we've been here before. Apollo Crews, Ricochet, 10 straight falls against members of the Hurt Business. Asuka and Alexa Bliss, can they not just build up a match and then say, here is the culmination, it is the match? No, they got to do everything like four or five or six or seven times. It is so frustrating. Like, oh, man. Like, here's the thing. I wanted to see Conor McGregor, the biggest star in MMA, fight Dustin Poirier again because they hadn't fought in like eight years, Denise. Eight years, and Dustin Poirier since then got really, really good. And since then, Conor McGregor got really fucking famous. (laughs) But they're just like, meh, meh, meh. It's lazy. It's so lazy. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that we've been here before because I was thinking of the exact same thing. I mean, I remember there was a couple, there was a few weeks, a patch where we literally could predict everything that was going to happen on the show. Like there was a legit formula that we already knew of and could practically recite. And then afterwards, we kind of washed away from that. We started to get some new stuff. And now I feel that we're back there again. Like today's show um, it was really hard to get through. I think I kept I kept looking at the clock. I think the first hour and a half was probably some of the worst stuff that I have seen in a very, very long time. And we'll get into the details of that. But it was not a good show today, especially the raw go home show for the Royal Rumble. The oh, yeah. Royal Rumble, Sean. Come on. Like, we're supposed it's... to be like balls out excited right now. I don't feel balls out excited. I'm always balls out. I'm always balls out. But it's funny that you mentioned that because earlier this afternoon, and I hate to skip around, but I'm going to do some skipping around here. This was on Twitter. Ryan sat and put, who you got tonight? And I said, a no contest. And I tweeted about it. And, and not to put Ryan on blast. Ryan's a friend. He reached out and he said, it doesn't count if you knew it was going to happen. And I was like, Dude, I have not looked at a script or asked for a finish in months. I never ask for finishes of matches. I never say who's going to win this match. That that doesn't do anything for me. I've never, I don't think I've ever reported this person will win this match. Because Denise says, you know, things change so much and so fast. But to me, this wasn't sarcasm. This was not a bold prediction. This was exactly what I thought and knew in my heart of hearts what was going to happen. I knew it was going to be a no contest because how many finishes to WWE Raw shows have we seen where they just don't give us a definitive finish? And they promote this and they're like, oh, a title match, a title match, a title match. 
Can I say that I wasn't even looking forward to this match and not because, oh, I just don't like the competitors. No, it's nothing about that. It's just that I wasn't expecting anything major of anything of note to actually occur. So part of me was just thinking, all right, I'm going to go in. Something random's going to happen. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I knew for a fact that we weren't going to see Oscar have a dominating win. And I knew for a fact we weren't going to have Alexa Bliss have a dominating win. So because of that, I kind of went into this thinking, not that it was necessarily going to be a no contest, but I just went in thinking that there was nothing uh, major actually going to happen in this match. Oh, I I thought for sure it was going to be a no contest. I knew there wasn't, any possible way that they actually gave this what it what it should have uh anakin says denise do you forgive me for the shirt no i do not forgive you oh well (laughs) so we got that first segment we got that first segment and that's really all there is to goldberg and and drew mcintyre and i'm all right with it whatever drew needs to win this match and drew said Every time Goldberg has come back, he has beaten the champion. I like that story aspect of it because it's happened and they're playing off of history. Other than that, uh, okay. Pass. Yeah, there's nothing else to say about that. Yeah, uh, we had uh, Mike JC saying, I think WWE telling us who number 30 is so we don't get our hopes up for that person to win. That's why I think it's going to be Keith Lee or Big E. So here's the thing. WWE backstage is back for like a day. And they say, oh, well, we're going to sh- tell you who number one and two and number 30 is. And I'm like, why? Why? I, I like the element of surprise. I don't want to know. That's part of the Royal Rumble. I want to I want to feel that the first person who comes in, if it's somebody that I legitimately think can actually win the Royal Rumble, I want to be excited about it. If the person that comes at number 30, if I have a feeling, oh, my God, they're number 30, they're going to win, I want to get excited about it too. So, yeah, I do agree that I prefer to not know. If I know one number, all right, fine, whatever. But I don't want to know, you know, the ends and, you know, the finishes or the ends in terms of, like, who's kicking it off and who's closing it off. Yeah, I I always have people on like Q&A shows that go, oh, because of your job, does it make it less exciting when you know who's going to win? And I'm like, I don't know who's going to win. I can assume who's going to win, but I don't ever ask anybody for finishes. That That is not fun to me. And to me, it's not fun to me when they're like, oh, you know, we got this show. We want to pop a one-time rating very briefly, and we're going to give this away. I'm like, oh, man, that undermines so much fun in the Royal rumble. It and, really does. Maybe uh, I could avoid spoilers. <laughs> I've avoided a lot of spoilers in the past. Maybe I can just like skip around it. Close my eyes. It's just, I I'm not big on that at all. Uh, I was also not big on whatever the hell they were doing in this women's match. What in the piss was going on here, Denise? This was a, a a tragedy unfolding in front of our eyes. I think this was this. Okay, so here's the thing: we've talked about the women's division for the for the Raw Women's Championship. We've we've said that it's been falling apart, right? No good. Well, now the entire Raw Women's division feels like it's just going down a drain, and I hate to say that, but. This was horrible. This was terrible. This was probably one of the worst segments I've ever seen. 
It was so, so bad. It got to the point where I had to entertain myself on social media. Oh, Denise. I saw that. Why don't you bring your piano on over to the live shows and, you know, perform a number for us? I will when I learn a little bit more. I'm just now learning. But uh, Rob Wilkins says, I've listened to Shimmy Shimmy Yow and repeat during Raw. That's a highlight. Uh, And shout out to TJ Watt who called out Mark Madden. But Nerd Guru says, Charlotte is going through the motions lately. Damn. And Cyclops said, so happy Bianca left Raw. That show was a wasteland. This was one of the dumbest, most pointless things. And I'm working to find out about the Shayna thing. So let's get into it. Charlotte versus Shayna ends in a quick DQ. Of course. Then we get Mandy and Dana running out. We get Lacey running out. It's a six-woman tag. Like, God forbid they just schedule the six-woman tag, Denise. Right. Like, why not do that? Then Shayna intentionally, unintentionally planned, whatever. I'm going to assume it's unplanned. It's not me reporting it. Couldn't get back in the ring. And we we had people asking if – Jamie Miles said, Charlotte seemed pissed. Was the count out of botch? I'm assuming, yes, it was. But then they go right back to the match, and then everything just falls off. Nia does not look good in the ring. She had a good slam, but that's it. But <sighs> Denise, I'm, I'm at a loss for words because I don't want to bury anybody. Okay. Uh, so hold on, wait. I heard it was a bitch, a botch. Bitch <laughs> 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 mania. Um, all right. So uh I'll just start off by saying this. All right. So when I saw that it was gonna be Shayna versus Charlotte, I thought, okay, good. Let's start rebuilding Shayna. Okay, that's a good place to start. You know, I know people, you know, don't like Charlotte or whatever the case may be, but Charlotte Charlotte versus Shayna is actually a good way to start with Shayna Baszler. And sort of, you know, I've mentioned this so many times before, get her back to that old Shayna. Enough of this goofiness that she's been doing with Nia Jax. Get her back to the old, you know, killer, badass Shayna. That's the version of Shayna that we all want okay that's what i thought was gonna happen then i saw the you know this whole thing happen with them go into the you know the women's tag match and i'm thinking all right i could care less because everything always turns in to a tag match and i've said this so many times we need to divide the women's division in terms of tag teams and who is actually competing for the raw women's championship i don't like the idea of just clustering it all together and mixing this all in and that's exactly what we saw in the segment and then with the count out it was one of those things where I almost missed it. Like I was tweeting something and I had the window open and I look over and I'm thinking, wait, what? There's a count out? Like this is it? And I was so disappointed. And then we went into commercial and I really thought that this was it. So when we came back for, when we came back from commercial to actually go into like restarting this match, uh, I didn't know what to think. I just thought you should have just ended it there. It was bad enough already. But then we came back and then it was all to have Nia Jax win this match. And I'm thinking, why couldn't Charlotte and Dana and Mandy get a win? Like these are two girls, you know, speaking of Dana and Mandy, these are two girls that are just kicking off as a, you know, as a tag team. They're just getting started. So why not have them if they're in a match with Charlotte Flair? Why can't they get a win? Charlotte Flair is not a nobody. They should be able to get a perfectly clean win and give those girls some sort of an edge, something to, you know, get something to brag about. I don't know. But then instead you just have... Nia Jax come out on top of this and I'm thinking 
okay, this was not good. Everything leading up to it, it was just a disaster. And I don't feel like the count was a botch. Like, I know it might be, and it may as well, like 99.9% of it be a terrible booking. (laughs) Yeah, I really do think that that's what they wanted to do, and that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, Boy, you said it, you, you put it into words a lot more than I could, because as I watched it, I'm like, what are they doing? Uh, Manny says, I don't want anyone to hear Dana can't wrestle because she and Mandy carried the last part of the match. Hope Dana is okay. Naya, be careful. Anybody that is still hanging on to, uh, there's no hope for Dana Brooke. Yeah, there is. She's she's get, she's very good now. She's good. She, I haven't seen her do bad stuff in quite a while. 34 Dames Deegan says, is there any point anymore in saying Shayna deserves better? I'm just sad now. Her going out there and having to complain to the ref just made her look like a whiner. And that's not the Shayna Baszler that anybody wants to see. Nobody wants to see that. We have some suggestions of names to maybe help out this this division. Uh, Josh says, hope Ripley goes to SmackDown because of bad Raw booking. I'm the opposite. I want them to load up Raw and hopefully care about it more. Uh, Joseph Corey says, Women's division to use Nikki Cross out there. She posted a great promo on Twitter recently. They don't even use her. No, the last time we saw her was Raw Legends Night when she was fangirling, I think, over Tori Wilson or something. They don't use her or Peyton Royce. Uh, Nerd Guru says, I don't want Becky to be on Raw because it's trash, but goddamn, they need her badly. Her donation post on the weekend, love to see it. Well, Becky Lynch is a wonderful person in general. I can tell you that on my my limited experience in dealing with her and, and speaking with her. Wonderful person, but if they would utilize Nikki Cross and Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley, well, that would be a big shot in the arm. But they they utilize half the prizes that they have. I don't think it's even about names, Sean. They yeah. can do something with Dana and Mandy. And I know that Dana gets a lot of, you know, negative, you know, comments about her wrestling skills or whatever. But I actually agree with you in the sense where she has vastly improved. And when it comes to Mandy, I do think that she she's ever since that whole storyline with Sonya Deville, you have really seen a shift in her confidence where she really comes out with this like fiery attitude that we didn't see before. And I very much saw it tonight. And I do think that they if they actually did something with them. They could they could have something. They could be Raw's version of the Riot Squad if the Riot Squad was also, you know, booked well. Everybody asking where Naomi is. She's injured. She had surgery uh, months ago. I church pastor blaster says got a uh, just got to tip the piano playing SRS. Raw is sure selling peacock subs. Well, I mean, that that's not what it's for anyway. It's for the network and stuff like that. But Guys, please get in your super chats. Please leave a thumbs up if you're watching this video. I can't tell you how important that is. When you leave a thumbs up, it lets YouTube's algorithm know that you care about what we're doing. Uh, Drew Nicholas had sent a super chat that said, correct. That bit is stupid, Denise. Yeah, I agree. It's not It's not funny whatsoever, <laughs> no. Not at all. Not at all. Oh, D'Lo Diggs says, as someone who is a pro wrestler that lost his mom last year, that Edge promo when he spoke about his mom moved me, and I related to it. Very heartfelt. I'm so glad that Edge is back. Um, I, I immediately started to ask people why uh, they had him announce that he was coming back, and I'll have that up on FightfulSelect.com tomorrow. Got a pretty, pretty uh, interesting conversation about that, but... Edge is back in the Royal Rumble. 
I'm glad to see it. That's a big shot in the arm for that match. And it's another one where you're like, will, will he somehow win? Will he? I don't know. Would you want him to? Do you think it'd be the right time for him? Right, uh, well, Not for him necessarily, but do you think it'd be best for business? I don't no, know. not at all. I'm always for a first-time Royal Rumble winner. Always. I, I, It's just, it's special. It's different. So, no, I don't want to see it. But, man, that promo was very, very awesome. Edge cuts a great promo, especially when he doesn't have to worry about a crowd going, what? Or something like that. Jesus, um, John, I like to shout what. It's uh, please don't. Please don't. Don't encourage that. I even, encourage even it. I'm Austin, sorry. Even Steve Austin's like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> like he, he was somebody brought up the what chance and he was like, oh, no, no. Well, I'm sure, especially for him, I mean, to hear it all the time, you know, it does get yeah. annoying. But I mean, if you're just like a person going to a show, and you want to have a good time. I think it's fun. So what do you think about Edge? I look, I. I thought that this promo was perfectly fine, but it, I didn't expect anything different from Edge. That's something that he's been doing, you know, since for a while now. We've been talking and putting over Edge's promo work. I'm excited to see him in the Rumble, but I, I have to say that I don't necessarily like, I just feel I wouldn't want him to necessarily win because he, he doesn't need it. I want to see somebody that, you know, can be skyrocketed into like a superstar status, just like we saw it happen with Drew McIntyre. I would prefer somebody like that to win the Royal Rumble. Somebody says when a raw promo is trash, they deserve a what? No, they don't. It's stupid as fuck. It's so stupid. It's annoying. It, it It's tr- people trying to get themselves over. It's really, really stupid. What? <laughs> Denise is muted now. Brother Hero says, so Samoa Joe is done. When you say this, it makes it like it implies that like he has announced something that no, he's not done. He is adamant that he is still going to wrestle. So no. Nerd Guru says, Royal Rumble final two. Daniel Bryan and Edge have a mini match like Taker and HBK. Either could win. Daniel Bryan versus Reigns and Edge versus Drew. Book it. I I don't hate that at all, Denise. I kind of like that. Any thoughts on that? Am I still muted? No. Oh, well, thanks a lot for muting me, by the way. See, this is what I mean by Fifle always treating me like a jobber. I can't even get a promo in. What? <laughs> exactly. Thanks. See, it's fun. Isn't it fun? You had a kick saying what to me. What do you think about this? <laughs> all right. Super chat that somebody spent money to talk to us about. All right, well, Dan- okay, final two, Daniel Bryan and Edge. I do like the idea, match like Taker and HBK. I think any of those would be fine. But again, it's not something that's completely going to send me over the moon being excited about it. Uh, throwback 27 says, Roman versus Edge could be a Rock versus Hogan thing. Nowhere close. Ain't nowhere close. All due respect to those men. They ain't nowhere near the Rock and Hogan level. Evan Wright says, six woman tag tonight. Or Tanahashi versus Okan. Oh, Tanahashi versus Great Okan was way better than the six-woman tag stuff tonight. That's probably true, and that's pretty shocking to say. Yeah, I mean, it, it had Tanahashi in it, yeah. so horseshoe but Tanahashi. Like, oh, man. It's just this was very unfortunate for something like this to happen, especially when people are already talking smack about how things are booked. And then this was just like, oh, you didn't like it? Well, we're going to give you all three different things on top of each other here. We're just going to stack everything you don't want to see in one segment. 
Nerd Guru asks where Keith Lee is. Probably a nothing for you deal. Probably the same place Elias and Jeff Hardy and, you know, but where, where was Seamus the last couple weeks? You know. Oh, man. Drew says, to be honest, I think I can see Miz cash in, then Miz edge. Oh, that's no. so bad. I don't want to see Miz at all winning or cashing in or anything, which I know it's going to happen, but I don't want to see it. It, it, I feel bad. I like, I like the Miz like as a person and like as a hard worker, but on screen, he really does have the go away heat with me right now. Uh, Emma says, isn't hard for me to believe that Denise loves the what chance she jams to great Collie's theme song in the car. Do Do you not like great Collie's theme song? Yeah. I'm I'm assuming the Punjabi playboy version, right? The uh, the one, no, it's the land of five rivers or something like that. Is that what it's called? The song? So it's not, it's not the dance music. It's the dancing one. The one with the dance was like, that's when when he was the the Punjabi. That's the one I like. (laughs) Jonathan says he laughed at Denise's what? See, this is what leads to stuff like that. People think it's funny at first, then nobody gets over the bit. Okay, well, you know what? You just got a nice super chat for that, so you best thank him. <laughs> I need a, I need a lot more. I mean, I do thank everybody that, that gives their money to us. I really appreciate it. John, you seem very irritated with me today. I'm not irritated. I was very glad to see you. I mean, it was, the, it was definitely the highlight of these last three hours. Razor Jim <laughs> okay. says... This is just my opinion, but I feel like stardom has more interesting female wrestlers than that company that just made $1 billion. I mean, you won't be able to tell me they don't after the year that Mayu Iwatani had. I mean, she had if, – if you put four or five Mayu Iwatani matches on your top ten of the year, I'd be completely fine with that. She was incredible. I think Julia is great too. But I also think that we shouldn't necessarily because the NXT women's division is pretty darn great. And there's a lot of good women there talking about the SmackDown women's division as well. Yep, I agree. Oh, boy. Um, Brian asked if his super chat was read out already. If it's if uh, no, it's it's thanks for the review since I don't have time to watch the show. I still prefer Deathmatch Denise over Young Lion Denise. You can't be deathmatch, Denise. Yeah, I can. You're not going through light tubes, are you? I will. You I, will. I, if I were, look, for real, like if I were a guy and like I, you know, wasn't a scaredy cat, I would definitely be a deathmatch wrestler. You seem I'm like you would blood like and gore and the tables and and, and and the fire and the barbed wire and the thumbtacks and the light tubes and whatever <laughs> else. Bring your weapon night. Did you wrestle? Did, did you wrestle like at your house when you were a little kid? Did you play wrestle? No, I didn't have anybody to play wrestle with. Really? I was you didn't have like child. the wrestling buddy or anything like that? No, I was an only child. It was a very <gasps> sad life. Well, I mean, all right, Denise. <laughs> Man, what? this is sad. Rob Wilkins <laughs> says, this, says this is what I want. Miz turns or Morrison turns on Miz and cashes in. I don't. I, it's got to be Miz. Like that's the yeah. whole point of this. Is it's got to be the Miz. But or Morrison can cost it for him once he cashes in. It's kind of be like I'm sick and tired of you, bro. Well, we did see Morrison have an incredible match. Holy crap, an incredible match against uh, uh, against Sheamus. Sheamus has been on fire in the ring, and this was one of the better John Morrison matches. Uh, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, that that I've seen. And somebody asked if I've mentioned GCW Fight Forever. No, I just did a 50-minute interview about it today. And I got another one with Ricky Shane Page coming up this weekend. But anyway, the after this match, after this really good match, The Miz is like, oh, Sheamus, you face both of us. And Sheamus is like, yeah, okay. And then he loses. And he just looks dumb. He doesn't look valiant. He looks dumb. Now, you know what? If he comes if he comes along and says on a post show or something, I was trying to get double my money. I was trying to get more money to win. That's the only reason I did it. Whatever. But I'm supposed to believe that after that, he's just like, ah, yeah, let me do this handicap match. He took a really, really, really great match, and then it was like, well, why would anybody do that? Yeah, and this is one of the things I wrote down in my notes was that at this point of Raw from what we had seen up until this point, this felt like the first real match that we were actually watching on the show. Like this one actually felt like, okay, we're finally starting. I know we had matches prior to this, but it just didn't really feel like much of anything until we got to this match. I liked it. And I've been liking what they were doing with Sheamus. And I really would have actually preferred, you know, I I do like what they're doing with him in the sense of when he, they allow him to show that aggression side of Sheamus, that, you know, that killer side of him. That's what really gets over with me. Because when he does it, he does it really well. And I would like to continue seeing that. I don't want to see him versus The Miz. I hate to say it, but it just kind of like, it lowers the, I don't know, it just lowers the interest. The Morrison stuff, great, because we don't get to, we rarely get to see Morrison in singles action, so. He looked awesome. His kicks were on fire tonight. It's one of the best performances I've seen from him, but they're overexposed. Those two guys are so overexposed and their bit is not working for me. It just is not doing it for me. Ready, ready to move on. Yeah, they really need to have Morrison start doing, they both need to move on from each other and have Morrison start doing his own thing because it's crazy. Like some of the glimpses that we get of like his crazy, like athletic ability and you're like, well, what else is in there? Like what else haven't we seen from Morrison? And I think that's, that's what's piquing my curiosity. Brian Panthera says, she is deathmatch, Denise, because she loves death matches. Do you? I don't know how this deathmatch, Denise, came about, actually. I feel like it's I a, tweeted something, and it probably spiraled into something else, or I said something, and it spiraled into something. I'm it's sorry. A good last I mean, was a blur. It's a what good name. It's a very catchy name. I forget how it happened, though. Someone will have to remind me how this came up. I don't know, but here's the thing. 
I could see you getting booked as an announcer for a deathmatch show and then you doing a spot, Denise. Do a deathmatch well, I used spot. to do stuff for Suburban Fight, and I used to get pretty crazy. I mean, it wasn't like deathmatch stuff, but it was pretty you crazy. You could go off the top rope through a table with light tubes laid across it. I, I believe in you. You know, I was really – I remember when I did, like, this, like, cool event first. Oh, it was Nick Gage was doing a show for Suburban Fight. I was so scared to go up to him oh, and ask – And talk to him. He's I so was, nice. Like, oh, yeah, he's super nice, but he's very scary. So when I went up to him, I was like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Janice. <laughs> so it was so funny because when we were in Vegas for StarCast, I was going to save this for Sean Ross stories, but it's kind of funny. Andrew Thompson was with me, and he's – very young kid. He's like 21, 22, and he was in Vegas. He was like, hey, man, hit it off with Nick Gage. We're buddies now. And I was like, yeah, I bet you. I, I bet you did. We're going through Vegas, and we see Nick Gage. And Nick, Nick, Nick Gage sees Andrew, and he goes, there's my fucking dude Andrew right there. And I was like, oh, my God. He did hit it off with Nick Gage. <laughs> He's like, That's my fucking guy right there, Andrew Thompson. I was like, oh, my God. Nick Gage yeah. took a liking to Andrew. Yeah, he's, he's really nice. nice. Yeah, he's really nice. I think like the second time that like he saw me, like even gave me a hug, and I was like, "Wow, I was afraid of you," and now yeah. you're like the nicest person ever. Joel says, "I told the story in the Effie interview." Well, there you go. Oh. Stellar Justin Lopez says, "I used to be big fans of both Miz and Morrison, but they're stale aft to me now." There you go. Matthew Karin says, "My best mates, most plates on a fire." Songs, colleagues, land oh my god, I need to know his best mate's name because that, um, dude, that song is good. It's so good. I'm pretty sure it's the Land of Five Rivers. Okay, enough of this. Nerd Guru Sorry. says, who would you all have be in the final four of the Women's Rumble? Personally, I say Bianca, Shotzi, Bailey, and Rhea. I think that Shotzi could probably go. She's not really been protected that much of late. But, but she has a lot Bianca- of energy, though. Yeah, she does, but you know she ain't going to win it. With Mm-mm. Bianca, Bailey, and Rhea, you know they've at least got a shot. Is is Charlotte in the Rumble? Has she declared? I don't think she has. Has she? She'll be in it. No, I'm then sure. It's got to be her because she's like the reigns. People are always fearful that she's going to win, so she needs to be in the final four as like a tease, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why That's why I necessarily wouldn't mind having Shotzi in there too because it'd kind of be like the – there's always that what if person too, like the underdog what if. Reminder, guys, uh, tomorrow, I believe it's at 2 p.m. Eastern, I'll be with Just Jesse. We're making our Royal Rumble predictions. And then this Sunday, I'll be joined by Alex Pawlowski. Brandon Charles Powell says Denise defending the hardcore title in airports once it's safe to go there. <laughs> Dude, that was one of my favorite bouts too. Like growing up, I really liked like the patchy look. I just love the division. And Evan yeah. Wright says Nick Gage reading Nightmare or Night Before Christmas ruled. I didn't see that. Oh, uh, you know. Yeah. He was it was it was pretty good stuff. I, I like that that like counterculture type of thing, like DMX singing Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. You ever heard that, Denise? No. Oh, what's wrong with you? Uh, Charlotte has it. declared for the Royal Rumble, then she'll be in the final four. Well, Xavier Woods beat Slapjack, but then he got his ass whipped. This is very repetitive, 50-50 booking. I'm all for Ali and Kofi Kingston. I don't care about them uh, being protected, like Retribution being protected or anything. Xavier looks good. I loved Ali's line about about Xavier looking more like a peasant than a king of the ring. Ali is doing great promo work here. It's just very repetitive. Like, Xavier's going to win. They're going to kick his ass. 
They're going to wait until Kofi comes back and they'll set something up. For me, like the, I don't even care about the promos anymore. I hate to say it, but I already know, like you just said, it's very repetitive. So I already know what's going to happen. I have no interest. Uh, there was nothing impressive, anything. There was nothing that stood out to me in this match. I mean, nothing. Well, David Dicker says, one small extra note. I know it's not going to happen, but Ali winning? Fingers crossed. He ain't winning the Royal Rumble. No. I, has- I no. Sad, sad, but true. He ain't going to win the Royal Rumble. And this segment was just, it was one of those things. Like, I want to watch Xavier Woods wrestle. He's outstanding. He's really good. I like most of these people in retribution. That double choke slam afterwards was real good. But they haven't caught my interest because they have already treated retribution in a manner where I know WWE doesn't care about them. Exactly. How can I care about them if I know that they don't care about them? Is and I think they still had a chance of saving them at one point, but that boat has sailed now. It left after seeing the Dark Order. Like I, I'm, ne- I never think anything's too far gone. But man, this this was one of those things, Denise. Like this was supposed to be one of the big attractive points of Monday Night Raw after the quarterly call. Well, where's Raw Underground right now, Denise? I was about to say, what about Raw Underground? I wasn't it, a fan of that. I wasn't a fan of this. I yeah. don't know. J.K. Schwal says, Raw may suck, but at least I got my first order from Gainful today. Excited to use it tomorrow. Well, you know what? You're going to have all kinds of, of of great perks when you use your Gainful. Do, do you like a boost, Denise? Yeah, I do. Do you like a boost? I do like a boost. Do you like chocolate? I like chocolate. Well, I like cookies and cream. I like Madagascar vanilla. I like chocolate peanut butter. I like strawberry cream. And you know what? I'm not a not a coffee guy. I'm more of a, like a hot chocolate guy. So they got that cafe mocha. And you can customize every protein shake to your exact tastes with gainful.com slash fightful. It's G-A-N or G-A-I-N-F-U-L dot com slash fightful. You get these pouches of protein with Gainful, and you're not stuck with one flavor because you get these flavor boosts, these good single-serving flavor boosts that go in that unflavored protein. Or you can add the protein to your shakes, your smoothies, anything you want. Just get yourself a protein boost. Also, you get free unlimited one-on-one access to your own registered dietitian. No other protein comes with this kind of hands-on attention. And Gainful offers customized protein based on your body type, diet, fitness habit, and goals. It's developed by a team of sports nutrition experts who work with pro teams and athletes. There are no fillers, gluten, soy, or anything fake or artificial in there. You take a quick quiz, and you get to choose your flavor boost that come with your protein. And then they they tell you what your tailored protein formula is. It tastes great, and I really, really love that I can switch up those flavors. A lot of times when you buy those big tubs, you're stuck with that flavor. If you get burned out or anything like that, well, you're just stuck with it. And sometimes it'll just sit there. Not with Gainful.com slash Fightful. Your fitness and nutrition journey is one of a kind. So the products you use should be too. And with personalized nutrition and support, Gainful, make sure you are on your way to progress and getting your health and fitness goals in check. $15 off your first month of personalized protein when you go to Gainful.com slash Fightful. Gainful.com slash Fightful. I don't use anything or I don't promote anything that I don't use 
and don't check out and don't enjoy. And I was very happy to do business with these people. So thank you, J.K. Schwal, for checking it out. Denise? Yes. We had three more Riddle versus Hurt business matches tonight, pretty much. We did. Uh, we got a super chat where somebody said, it seems like Shelton forgot to take off his mask tonight. I don't understand the reference. Did I miss something there? Um, That's from Podcast Wiz. No, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand that one. But Riddle has a match with Shelton. It's hard hitting. A distraction leads to the finish. Then another distraction leads to the finish over MVP. He wins with a, a heel hook. And then he has an honest-to-God, really great match with Cedric Alexander. I don't like the entire stable outside of Bobby Lashley getting beat here. Look, I I get that completely, but at the same time, I think it's what I expected. We all knew that this that Matt Riddle was going to come out, you know, winning in the end. And he has to. Like, the guy hasn't looked – he hasn't been – he's been, you know – been looking all like dorky and like doing all these segments and like random stuff. Like he needed like this, you know, all of these wins here tonight. So that's why I didn't necessarily mind, you know, the hurt business, uh, you know, losing here. I actually thought that the first distraction finish, I mean, if we didn't get, if we didn't see distraction finishes all the time, I didn't think the first one was all that bad. The second one. All right, whatever. It was just a quick way to move on to the next thing. His match with Cedric Alexander. I very much, enjoyed like this one was very entertaining I thought that if they kept doing stuff like this I almost wish it would have just been Matt Riddle versus Cedric Alexander just have him had a nice win there and that's it you know so it wouldn't feel as repetitive and especially since we had so much repetitive repetitiveness throughout this entire show but um I liked I liked how this all ended in terms of Lashley coming out from behind I mean I expected that as well but overall I thought Matt Riddle needed tonight he did need tonight he really did. Uh, an easy way to get around this, Denise. Adam Pierce tells the Hurt Business, hey, you pick one guy. If Matt Riddle can beat them, he's in the United States title match. And they look at Cedric Alexander and they go, he's on a hot streak. We want, we want it to be him. We want it to be him. And then they had this banger of a match. And it was awesome. There were some great spots. The DDT, the drop kick, the brain buster, all really good. Also, Riddle's victory roll. Uh, win over Shelton was very cool too. Great work. But to beat the entire stable besides Bobby. Oh, then after that, guess what happens? The guy who wins gets beat up. Nobody ever just wins. No, but it's also kind of like, I don't know, man. I'm trying to see it how they're thinking it. And they don't think it's that bad because again, it was distraction finishes. To be honest, I, I look, I just wanted, I liked what I saw with Matt Riddle, Cedric Alexander kind of made up for everything else. So that's why this wasn't necessarily the worst thing. I mean, especially after the woman's segment, there was nothing to me that was going to get anything that was going to be as, you know, not pleasing. That women's segment was bad. Uh, Highwell DDA says Matt Riddle seems kind of like kind of heelish. A pattern of having to cheat to win is forming. Did he even cheat throughout these? He just used a distraction. No, it's just a distraction that I remember. And everybody mentioning Shelton had his his uh, face mask on as he came outside or came to the ring. I have tuned out a lot of entrances during this show. 
I really have, but bless every one of you who, who pays attention to it. But no, I don't think that Matt Riddle's necessarily there. He's outsmarting these people an awful lot. Um, Hurt Business present MVP with a gold chain earlier in the night. R-Truth interrupts. That was, that was all right. But then R-Truth once in the Money in the Bank ladder match, which is actually the Royal Rumble, and AJ's like, I volunteer, and then he beats R-Truth. I am loving AJ Styles crushing everybody's Royal Rumble dreams. This has been a nice mini storyline, and he's getting heated up before the Rumble. That was actually my favorite match of the night. I thought it was the most fun, entertaining thing that we saw throughout the entire show, honestly. This, for me, this was the best part of the night. Hands down. And I actually, I did like that backstage segment where, where AJ Styles was like, Oh, I'm benevolent or something. And he's like, Oh, I'm Capricorn. And then he asked Om- Omas, almost whatever. He's like, Are you, are you a Taurus? And I was like, Where is he going with this? Cause I'm a Taurus. I was so ready to hear what he was going to say. And then when he switched it into the car Taurus or whatever, I thought that was all hilarious. But yeah, this is, this was for me. This was the highlight of Raw. I, I like the little storyline. They're heating him up. They heated Cesaro up. They've got Daniel Bryan looking good. Everybody's wondering, is Keith Lee going to be among the, the the finalists? You got Edge popping up again. Randy Orton's going to be in it. Fiend might be in it. You just assume that. In fact, uh, Hannah had said that she figured that they would get three Bray Wyatt characters during the Rumbles, but please don't give us three Alexas. Well, oh, we still have to talk about that. I was like, what's yep. left on the show? Yep. <laughs> Alexa right. Bliss, after a really weird Orton promo, is out there swinging on the swing set. Get your super chats in now, guys. Let's what did you it. think of the promos before we get into anything else? All right. The promos. Uh, I see. I didn't love it. Didn't like. Didn't didn't hate it. It was just there for me. I, I've already said that I like what Alexa does, so I'm good with all of that. But in terms of like moving everything forward, I didn't really feel like it did that. And there wasn't anything that I guess you can say really stood out to me when she was singing on her on, on her on her swing set. I was like, okay, so now we're going. Uh, she's really pushing the lullaby thing. So all right, whatever. Um, but it just there was nothing really that stood out for me in terms of that it was just another promo it was just another promo and i didn't need to see it i i it i mean i'm i'm, I'm such at an i'm at such an indifferent point i'm stumbling over my words i'm trying to find new ways to say the same shit that i've said because they've given us the same shit so many times you know what i mean you like me make up words i make up words all the time you sure do Rob Wilkins says, I rolled my eyes with, if this was the Royal Rumble, yeah, I, I'm a sucker for that stuff. And Anakin JMT says, R-Truth thinking the Rumble's money in the bank is just continuing the story of the 2016 Rumble where he thought it was a ladder match. Yeah, I mean, him always being confused is is pretty well there. <sighs> Nerd Guru says, the hokey BS peaked in the Funhouse match. It's lame. I I agree. And again, get your super chats in. We're talking about the main event. I knew it was going to be a no contest. Asuka gets some good offense. And then they cut to the ring and Asuka's riding a musical horse, Denise. Is it a, like, what do you call it? Like a wooden pony or something? I don't like that? know. Like that thing that like every little girl has. I don't know. 
I never had one, but hey, whatever. Well, I think it's supposed to be creepy. Like they're trying to make her like, you know, like this creepy girl, little creepy little girl is essentially what I'm getting. See, it's a little bit confusing because yeah. first she was like psychopathic in love, right? With the fiend. But then she turned into like creepy little girl. And so it's a kind of a mixture of both now. So I don't even know. Or And then she has multiple pers- She has so many personalities. All right. At this point, I've lost track. And I really thought that this demented one would be the one to unseat Asuka. But they can't just build up to a WrestleMania match and then have Alexa win the title. No, they got to do the match and Alexa wins, then do the match and it's a no contest. And you might say, well, gee, Sean, why is it a no contest? Well, because Randy Orton's crispy ass shows up (laughs) and hits Alexa with an RKO and then that just ends. No announcement of a winner whatsoever as is tradition on monday night raw a main event match with no finish nobody announces a winner sean triple h disappeared before our very eyes so we never found out whatever happened to him was that last week <laughs> wasn't that like two weeks ago maybe I, it runs together at this point i don't know but the point is that we never heard from that this ended just like that. I mean, if I don't know if I'm if I'm Mosca, am I pissed? Am I relieved? What am I? So yeah, last week was Alexa and Oscar, and it was a non-title match. So so then it was two weeks ago. What's it matter? What's it matter? Um, <sighs> I mean, look, I appreciate the creativity in terms of you know giving Alexa all of these different dynamics and whatever she's doing. I appreciate the production aspect of it. Uh, I think Luke was the one that told me that they're doing pretty good YouTube numbers with all of this Alexa Bliss stuff. So I don't know if that's what's continuing furthering this on. I haven't paid too much attention to those numbers, so I'm not really too sure. Imagine the numbers they'd do if they booked a good show. (laughs) Well, yeah, that too. I mean, well, you can definitely argue that, but... No, I mean, this Alexa thing, it's, I feel like we just got to take it for what it is. I don't know if they're trying to, I think they're trying to make it longer than what they had intentioned. I I don't know. Well, I got a lot of super chats to read about this. Colt says, why, just why, Raw needs an overhaul. Let Randy burn it all down. Kind of is right now. It's burning the quality of this show down. Hannah says, I don't know about Krusty, but Randy it's crispy. It's probably what put that term into my head. Uh, Leonza says, I knew Orton was going to RKO her and was the right choice. I mean, compared to whatever else was going to happen, probably. Uh, I know and a I lot of crusty in your head. A lot of people are upset about Asuka being the third wheel. Uh, Christian says, sucks that she's the third wheel in her match. Denise, thought you were great on going in raw. Denise is great on everything. Let's be real. Better not good enough to get an entrance. And then uh, somebody said, Oscar's playing third wheel again in someone else's feud. She said like two or three title defenses since SummerSlam. It is generally an afterthought. I don't get it. They, they treat it. They, they just treat their titles and their champions like they do not matter. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. It's such a frustrating thing to see. Uh, Havari Duncan says, told my butt I'll go to the gym the minute the Raw Women's Champ Oscar isn't playing second fiddle. Bro. Ah, damn. <laughs> damn. And Avery says, can't just be me that wanted a real match. Completely over Fiend Alexa Randy when they 
all had really fun 2020. Such a shame. That's the thing. We know that all these people are capable of so much more because we've seen it. And then they they lean into this. And I'm sure there are some people that like this. I'm just not one of them. And I like trying different things. I was a big fan of The Undertaker and Mankind and The Fiend. But now, Nerd Guru, uh, as he says, Randy just turned into Marv from Home Alone. Oh, you remember Home Alone? So, pass. Just Shame. Kidding, I remember. I remember. Oh. Colt Bedeau says, I thought Alexa changing to the normal Alexa would be a cool story arc that she switched to being uncontrolled, but nope. No. That's not. Yeah, the- I thought she was going to go back to the regular Alexa during during this match. I was confused, and then she was inside. I didn't know if that was part of her plan or not. It's just frustrating, and I, I say it's frustrating so often about this program that it can be so good, and we see how good it is on Fridays and a lot of pay-per-views, and then they are just like, let's be lazy on Mondays. Let's be real lazy on Mondays. Let's not even try. Let's not even make an effort. I mean, I'll give them credit for, for this. Rumble qualifier, cool. Uh, United States title qualifier, cool. And the women's match, women's title match, I'm not going to give them credit for because they knew they were going to go to a non-finish. They knew it. They knew that they were going to have yet another Raw main event TV match that had no finish. Exactly. And I don't even know what to say because I just... Like you said, they in terms of the pay-per-views, they've been putting a lot of really good stuff. Like every pay-per-view, I always think to myself, when they really want to, they can put on a good show. And that's that's really that's all I can say about that. I see it every Friday. As as Cyclops says, can't imagine this story is happening on SmackDown. SmackDown is so good that like they can do a couple things that I'm like, ah, I don't like that decision. But the show, I'm just like, damn. This is a good show because they have such a blowaway story with, with Roman Reigns. Oblivious Kyrie says, I like cinematic matches, but <laughs> but not in this thing. Uh, yeah, I, this wasn't good. And they, they just, like, it's not a shock thing anymore to see them cut away. And now oh, there's, there's Alexa there now. It was shocking the first time we saw it, Denise. It's not anymore. Yeah, and I don't even think it was that shocking the first time we saw it. I mean, now, like, I like there's, I think there's a way that if this was done, I could possibly like it. I could possibly get into it, but I don't know if this is necessarily it exactly for me. I think for me, it's just it. And maybe I would care. Maybe I would have cared more if I if if Oscar was valued more as a champion during this. Maybe I would have been more invested. I don't know if that even matters. Yeah. Drew Nicholas says, if commentary didn't say Charlotte and Oscar were a tag team, you'd never know Charlotte and Oscar were a tag team. Neither come out to help each other. Don't know if, oh, never mind. That was that was him at saying that he didn't know if I missed that super chat. I didn't. I have it. Well, okay. I, I get it tonight. I understand why they didn't tonight. Oscar had a world championship match she was getting ready for. Charlotte had just had her ass kicked after watching Ric Flair dry hump Lacey Evans backstage, teaching her how to break a waist lock. So I get why they didn't, but yeah, get the titles off them, Denise. Yeah, and they had a chance too on SmackDown. If they would have done it for the titles, then they would have had a chance there. And that didn't make any damn sense. That didn't make any damn sense either. Yeah, I mean, that was an easy way out there, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know why. 
Maybe they just feel like they got to have the titles on them because they're the biggest stars there. Brandon Charles Powell wraps us up and says, WWE always seems to have a case of the Mondays. And uh, (laughs) Kyrick says, not about Raw, but I loved your Effie interview. Thank you so much. I was about to plug that one more time. I'm telling you guys, uh, go past the headline. Read past the headline. He's a brilliant mind. Also a really brilliant mind, Ricky Shane Page, one of the best heels in wrestling. Uh, I got a rare, rare interview with him. Both of these are in conjunction with GCW's Fight Forever show. It starts uh, Friday night at 8. It goes 24 hours. And you can donate to benefit wrestlers that are affected by COVID-19 and have their bookings sort of pulled from them. So please check out those interviews. There is so much good stuff in those interviews. And please subscribe to Fightful Select. Mike says, who will be the biggest Rumble return aside from Punk? Punk ain't coming back to the Rumble. I don't think so either. I I, I would be surprised. I mean, if he did, it would be the biggest surprise, though. Well, yeah. People are like, oh, he's quarantining for that. I'm like, you think they give a shit about him quarantining? (laughs) They don't care about that. They really don't. Uh, So the biggest Rumble return? Oh. I said this on another show, and I have to say it again, because I would like to see Kurt Angle return for a Royal Rumble spot. I wouldn't mind that. I really wouldn't. And Evan Wright says, I hope Denise challenges for the BTE title someday. The Fightful Championship is legitimately just the BTE Championship, but for Fightful. Like, we had the same rule set. You can defend it in any competition. I I lost a thumb wrestling match for it, so you never Aren't know. Are we supposed to do, like, an obstacle course challenge or something? We're going to do the, the, the Sean and Denise Friendship Olympics one time. Can we but, please have, like, a, like a pie-eating contest or, like, some food categories? Because I feel like that might be the only thing I might win in. And I need to score some points, Sean. I, I've been known to eat some pie in my day. Anyway, Denise, Aww. tell the people tell the people where they can find you. <laughs> Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Go follow me. I'm super active. And yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> we got lots of stuff going on. Guys, I'm going to talk to Brandon Howard Thurston this week about the NBC Peacock thing. Uh, I did a live breaking news show you'll want to tune in to the list and your boy wednesday 3 p.m eastern jimmy van a an accomplished businessman has so much experience with this stuff and we'll have a great uh take if you missed it check out listen your boy 200 i did a special uh music intro we did a nice uh we did a nice uh, nba jam intro throwback is saying did you get my super chat about the network no i didn't but um I mean, I, I did a full show on the network today, so make sure you guys tune into that uh, and check it out. And there's going to be a lot of changes happening with the network, with WWE. Throwback, send me that super chat. We'll get it on Listen, you boy. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.